Hello and welcome to another episode on Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for the show. Now, final match week just before the international break, which is a shame as I was really enjoying the games since the start of the season. But at least for today, we can discuss the talking points of last weekend's fixtures and there's no other place but to begin. And that's with Arsenal versus Manchester United and what a game it was. The game concluded 3-1 to Arsenal. May United started positively taking the lead as Eriksen threads the free ball to Rashford, who started up top, but in this instance, he attacks from the left-hand side, cuts it in and smashes it onto the post. Unlucky for Ramsdale, who actually got fingertips on the ball, but not enough to parry the ball away. But moments later, just as I got up to get a drink, Arsenal equalised with a great finish from Odegaard and the Emirates go wild, as you can see on the telly. One of the big talking points was Havertz um, getting fouled in the box. Originally it was given, but after a ref- the referee reviewed it on the screen with VAR, he waved it away. I actually thought it was a penalty. I'm not sure why it was overturned. One Bissaka clearly trips uh, Havertz from behind. Definite penalty and United got away with one with regards to that challenge there. Then Manchester United thought they took the lead as Ganacha goes through uh, one-on-one and slots in the back of the net but his goal was ruled offside now Ten Hag was unhappy with his decision and to an extent understandably as it was a close call but by the letter of the law it would suggest that the goal was offside based on the lines that were presented by VAR so I guess there's not much arguments with regards to that but it was rice rice baby with the equaliser honestly Onana for me should have done better with the shot I know there was a deflection from Johnny Evans beforehand, but it was a tame effort. It wasn't the most powerful of strikes. So I feel like the goalkeeper could have done better there. Just another point. Big Johnny Evans and Maguire as a central partnership. Uh, You'd think it's Leicester City 2018-2019, slash not in 2023. But hey, back to the game. It was Gabriel Jesus who gets the third goal. And what a great goal it was lovely finish as he sprints down the left hand side cuts inside to the box with Dallow sliding down <laughs> uh, with probably grass on his face and Jesus hits a calm finish in the bottom corner what a goal it was and these are the moments that makes me think that Gabriel Jesus is actually capable of being a 20 goals a season striker for me he has that in his locker just needs to stay injury free I think that's always been one of his issues but overall, a fantastic win for the Gunners. Commiserations for Manchester United, who actually showed some good moments during the game. But Arsenal beat them to the punch at the right time during the game. Some surprising comments from Ten Hag after the game. He doesn't take defeat very well, does he? Deluded for me with some of his comments. But then he's very public to criticise players like Maguire and Evans uh, live on TV. Uh, and then at the match post-match conference, sorry, says... Sancho wasn't selected because of his performances in training and that didn't grant him to even be selected in the squad. Now, for me, he's a bit of a weird manager. Happy to <laughs> throw his players under the bus at any opportunity. The great managers that I've seen over the years, um, they normally take the heat for their players in terms of current times. You've got Pep and Klopp that do it. And for Man United, uh, reference their legend, 
Uh, so Alex Ferguson would do the same as well. So with regards to Sancho, let's just talk from instance when he joined. For me, it was always a bad move for him to join a club that's pretty much been in turmoil for quite a while. And he hasn't really been respected or given a run of games to shine under any of the managers that he's played under. For his career, a move away would be the right call. If things are in a bad place right now where the manager refuses to even select him and asks him to train with the reserves or the youngsters, for example, don't be surprised if he's left with no choice and joins the Saudi league as they, their transfer window is still open. But if he can stay until January, maybe that would be the right time to seek a move away from the club as there will be a lot of suitors for him uh, in England, definitely, but also across Europe. So for me, the talent is still there. It's just not been nurtured to fulfill his potential, unfortunately. But that's how it goes, I guess, sometimes. Uh, just before I review the next game, a couple of comments here. Uh, Ensman TV, bless up, bro. Have a great show. Thank you, Ensman TV, as always. Guys, make sure you follow Ensman TV. Does some great content. So just search for his name. I'll actually post a link after the show in the comments so you can make sure to subscribe to his channel. Another comment from Eddie's Football Waffle. Big up, Ozzy. Can't believe your team's missed four turnaround. I'm trying to figure a United result. LOL. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'll, you'll be getting nightmares, I guess, for the next few days. Um, also, follow Eddie's Football Waffle. Another uh, content creator there. Doing some great stuff. May not fan, but, you know, we support all content creators on this channel. On to the next game. So, Eddie just referred to Liverpool in terms of the new midfield. So, let's, let's get into it. So, what result it was for the Red Men? 3 uh, 0 to Liverpool. For once, we completed the game with 11 men on the pitch and with no Van Dyke and Konate in the lineup, still kept a clean sheet. Shout out to Matt Tip and for me, especially Joe Gomez, who was fantastic in this game. And there were many other great performances in the game, to be fair. Dominic, Dominic Soboslai, aka the boss, as I like to call him, scores his first goal for Liverpool on the third minute as he drills the ball with his left foot into the corner. Amazing technique for the finish. And spoiler alert for you guys, um, there's more to come with, with Dominic Sobozlai as he will score a lot of goals this season. Mark my words. The second goal for Liverpool was an old goal from Matty Cash, who was on cloud nine last week, scoring two goals. Unfortunately, it was back to reality as he hit the back of the net for the wrong side. Great movement by Nunes, who was causing havoc throughout the whole game. He also went close moments later. Unfortunately, hit the hit the crossbar. Mo Salah got the third goal from close range. Great flick by Nunes with the assist. Some said the Egyptian king was a bit selfish at times during this game. Now, on one or two occasions, maybe so. But the nature of his game is he's a goal scorer. So if he can smell an opportunity to score, he'll certainly take it. There's still rumours flying around with regards to a 200 million bid, 220, not sure what the actual figure is, from Al-Etihad. People reaching out to me, messaging me, saying, oh, Oz, your club needs to accept the offer. Why? Just because it's 200 million? For me, we can't replace him right now. So, as a collective, we're looking really great so far this season. So, selling Salah right now isn't even an option for me. Plus, that offer from Saudi will always be there it will be there next summer and the summer after and the summer after he's not going anywhere so i think ho hopefully when that window closes that room will go to bed 
but I don't see any of any of you know further speculation with regards to Salah uh, leaving the club anytime soon. Also, honourable mention to Trent, who started the game as captain, which was a problem for him and for his family, and he played some sensational football and great passing range. Played in a different role at times where he was actually playing right side of centre back, and then you have Matip playing right back. So that kind of confused the opposition there and dropping deep, but really being a great influence in the game. So tactically, that was a good uh, strategy from the Liverpool team there. Hopefully, uh, he's not suffered a long-term injury as he limped off in the second half. So fingers crossed, it's nothing too serious and we hear some good news in the near future. Overall, a fantastic win. And what can I say? Liverpool are on smoke so far this season and I'm all for it. Big question will be for me. What's my prediction for Liverpool? Well, tune in next week. As all will be revealed, I will present my Premier League prediction um, in a dedicated show. So, yeah, make sure to tune in for that. Just got another comment here from Double D. Thank you, Double D. Matic Show scored. Yeah, Matic Show scored. Did have an opportunity. I think we had quite a few opportunities. We could have, probably could have made that scoreline a lot higher than it was. But, you know, three now, clean sheet. I'll take that against a team that's on a rise. I think that's a good moment for Liverpool there. Next game, Manchester City versus Fulham, which ended 5-1. This was the old City type of performance, hitting five goals um, to beat the opposition, which was Fulham. First goal, great play by Haaland on the left-hand side to feed Alvarez, and he finishes the ball clinically. Fulham respond with an equaliser as Ream scored from close range. Ake scores a second goal for City, but it was a slight controversial one as Akanji was in an offside position and seemed to try to get a touch on the ball. Um, I don't think he actually touched it, but because he made that attempt, it I think it could have been chalked off as it impacted uh, Leno's decision-making with regards to um, saving the ball and obviously he was in an offside position. But nevertheless, City got the goal there. Haaland gets the third goal uh, for City with a great finish. He's a serial killer in front of goal, and that's why, quite arguably, he's one of the best finishers in the game right now. Alvarez is fouled in the box by Diop late in the game. Penalty decision. And, yeah, no, <laughs> no doubt about it. It was a clear-cut penalty there. Haaland steps up and hits the top bins. Second goal of the season. Now, can he make a hat-trick? Of course he can. He's, he smashes in the bottom corner to make it his seventh hat-trick for Man City. Now, that is simply an unbelievable stat. Overall, a comfortable win for Man City as they look like they're finding their rhythm now. So, scary thought for us rival fans there. Next game, Burnley versus Tottenham, which ended 5-2 to Spurs. And what a game it was. And a great away win for Spurs. It wasn't the greatest, greatest of starts, to be fair, as Burnley took the lead from Foster. Uh, great run by Kole Osho on the left wing. Son equalises with an exquisite chip now. He's really enjoying playing that more central role. And for me, I think it really suits him. Uh, and my prediction would be he will score a lot of goals playing um, in that position this season. In the past, I feel like he's always favoured to play on that left-hand side. But maybe as he's evolved and matured as a player and he's more of a goal scorer now as well, playing the central role suits his game. And with no Harry Kane anymore at Tottenham and no replacement was brought in um, to the club. We've got kind of someone ready-made there. So 
I think that could be his long-term position at Tottenham there. Spurs get the second goal, and what a goal it was. You don't see a centre-back smashing the top bin from 25 yards. Lethal shot by Romero to give Spurs the lead there. But the third goal was, uh, was matched, and it was spectacular. Fantastic strike by Madison, who looks right at home in the Spurs T-shirt. Playing some great football in recent weeks. Fingers crossed for him that he stays fit. That's always been one of his concerns. Son gets his second with a nicely placed shot under the keeper and then finally gets his hatchet later on with a left foot finish. Great pass by Poro with, his, with the assist. Poro looks like he's flourishing as well. He's been very influential and very sort of part of the setup as a playmaker as a on the right-hand side. So he looks like he's going to be a problem this season. Burnley get a constellation with Brownhill to finish the game 5-2 to Spurs. Another win for Big Ange there. Spurs look like an exciting outfit this season. And I'm sure the Spurs fans are ecstatic with life under the new manager. Next game, Brighton versus Newcastle. Spurs, sorry Spurs. Newcastle um, wasn't there there, unfortunately. Big win for the Seagulls who needed to bounce back after losing last week to West Ham. And it was always going to be a difficult game against Newcastle. Ferguson opens the score sheet from close range as Gilmore shoots from distance, but his uh, shot was saved. Um, and then around a six-yard box, um, Ferguson manages to get the finish there. Poor goalkeeping from Pop, uh, in my opinion. Ferguson scores his second goal from long distance. Again, poor goalkeeping from Pope. Um, it was a long-distance shot from probably like 25 yards, I'd say. Well, it didn't really have no real venom to it whatsoever. So maybe a bit harsh, but I feel like it should have done better there. And then Ferguson gets his hat-trick as his, his shot hits the Newcastle defender and deflected into the goal. Callum Wilson gets the constellation goal for Newcastle in the end. But overall, a great win for Brighton. And what a day for Ferguson. Now, this might be an unpopular opinion for me, but I don't see the hype around Ferguson, unfortunately. I know he's a talented player, and he's probably great for his age. But the way people are raving about him is like he's going to be the next Harry Kane. Not for me, unfortunately, but hey, I may be proved otherwise in the future. In regards to Newcastle, looking a bit shaky right now. That's their third defeat this season. Two consecutive defeats as they lost to Liverpool last week. And yes, I know they've had a tough run of fixtures, but for me, they haven't really improved from last season. In fact, it's quite evident that they've overachieved so this season will be a big ask for Newcastle to retain their top four status. I've already heard whispers from certain fans about Eddie Howe already, um, you know, his position being in question. I think it's too early to have that conversation. Uh, they need to regroup and go again after the international break as their game on their return will be against Brentford, I believe. Just got a comment here from Double D says, what? I think that's regards to my unpopular, unpopular opinion there. Are we meant to get him when he was 16? Yeah, I know. And he's a finisher. I know, but it might just be the sort of hype around him that's for me, is not really matching with what I'm seeing on the pitch. Don't get me wrong, it looks like a good player. Definitely is a good finisher. Uh, but yeah, maybe, maybe I've got to watch more of him this season um, to change that opinion. But right now, from what I've seen so far, for me, he's not at that level yet. Maybe in, in the near future, but 
remains to be seen. Uh, in other results, uh, Luton uh, against West Ham, which uh, was ended with West Ham um, getting an away win at Kenilworth Road. Nice headers from Bowen and Zuma. And Luton also got a headed goal as well. It was their first goal at home through their player, Anderson. So, um, big achievement for, for I guess, Luton in terms of scoring their first goal of the season and a proud moment for the fan base as well. Sheffield United versus Everton and the 2-2. The Crowley scores um, the first goal with a scruffy one. Uh, Archer gets the first goal. His second strike results to an own goal as it hits the back of Pickford's head. Um, Dan Juma gets the important equaliser. When I watch him play, I just think to myself, why did he join Everton? He's such a good player and for me, deserves to be playing for a better team, uh, respectively. Uh, but for Everton, he will be key to their survival this season. Uh, Chelsea versus Nottingham Forest. Um, Nottingham Forest got the winning goal there and it was Alanga who gets the match winner. I'm surprised Man United sold him this summer, uh, to be honest. Now, I mentioned the unpopular opinion earlier on about Ferguson. I have another one now. So I actually think Alanga is a better all-round player than Anthony. And to prove my point, I actually believe Alanga will have a better season than Anthony So in terms of goal and assist. So clip it, come back to me at the end of the season, and let's see who gets the, the higher tally between the two players. But in regards to Chelsea, or Billy FC as I like to call them, after spending all that money, still can't claim a home win against Forest and your expensive signing Caicedo was at fault for the goal again now. As ever would say, I love this game. Next match, Brentford versus Bournemouth. Ended 2-2 as, uh, as well. Crucial point by Brentford. Um, we were 2-1 down, but Embuemo gets the equaliser for Brentford in the 93rd minute. Jensen was the, was the opening goal scorer for Brentford in the first half. Solanke and Brooks gets the goals for Bournemouth. In the end, a fair result. And the final game, Crystal Palace versus Wolves ended 3-2. Palace get the win as all five goals were scored in the second half. Edouard gets, hits a brace. Um, Eze gets on the score sheet. Huang Hee Chan and Cunha get the goals for Wolves. But at that point, it was too little too late and wasn't enough to get any points whatsoever. Just got another comment here from Double D. I think Double D is still scratching it in terms of my comment about Ferguson. He He's 18, you're being harsh. Hello. Maybe I'm being harsh. Um, I feel like when a player's got that kind of hype, I need to see something where for me it's like, okay, fine, I see what everyone's saying, but I don't see it. So, you know, we'll see. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm, I'm saying he's a talented player, but people are raving about him like he's the next big thing. I don't, I don't think he is, but I might be wrong. We'll, we'll, <laughs> remains to be seen. Um, before we conclude the show, I'll announce the FPL Manager of the Week. And that goes to Abdul Karim Usman, and his team name is Venom. Well done to Abdul Karim. You got 99 points this week. Um, you had both hat trick heroes in Double D's favorite player, clearly, Ferguson and Haaland in your team. Um, so that definitely helped to notching up your tally there. With regards to the FPL table, we have a new leader. Uh, shout out to Bamakun. Um, your team name is Rum Punch. And he also claimed 98 points, so he was very close to being FPL Manager of the Week as well. But those uh, points actually helped him leapfrog all the way to top spot. 
We've still got Raphael Atfield, um, whose team name is Praise Jesus, and Sebastian Tunic, uh, who's called, team is called Papa Willock, uh, remain in second and third, respectively. In terms of my performance, I've got 88 points, which isn't too shabby at all, but slowly moving up the ladder, I'm in 33rd position. Still a long way to go, but hey, that is also a reflection of the season in general. So that concludes the show for tonight. So thank you to everyone for tuning in. Thank you to Ensman TV, Eddie's Football Waffle, and Double D for your comments. Uh, appreciate your contribution as always. If you haven't already, please don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. As it's International Week, there's no weekend football in the Premier League, but that doesn't stop the content on Football Talk Podcast. So this Thursday, I will be doing a Liverpool transfer window review show. And it's also a calling show. So feel free to tune in. Or if you don't want to be uh, on live, uh, you can send your comments. And then, yeah, we can take it from there. Also, next Tuesday, I'll be doing my Premier League prediction show, which I'm excited to present. And then next Thursday, we'll resume back to our normal schedule and we'll do a match preview of Wolves versus Liverpool. So lots of content coming up. Uh, make sure to hit the notification button. Um, times are to be confirmed in, in terms of these upcoming shows. So the best thing to do is to follow me on social. So you can follow me at AussieFTP on Twitter or you can follow me at Aussie.ftp on Instagram, Fez and TikTok. So as always, guys, take care, stay safe, and I hope to see you all very soon. Goodbye. 